Welcome to Pete and Hannah's Watchlist. I'm your host, Pete Mitchell, and we're here today for We Interrupt Regular Programming, our TV podcast. On today's show, we are going to cover True Detective Night Country. We're also going to look at Masters of Air and the last season of Kirby Enthusiasm. But before we begin, I'm going to tell the viewers and the listeners what they should do. Hit the notification button and you'll get great content like this one. Like, follow, subscribe. Follow us on all our social media channels. Tell us what you want to see from the channel. Comment on what you what you think about episodes such as We Interrupt Ridicular Programming or your theories on Night Country True Detective. Let's get on to today's show and let's start with Night Country True Detective. So where were we last week? We were... We came up with a theory that the mining company is definitely involved in Anna's and the disappearance of the Salah workers, Clark, and so on. We found uh, Otis in the dredges, and he is in a treatment facility, and Navarro is collecting ashes from her crematorium uh, for her sister, who committed suicide last week. So... Danvers realizes that the only way they're going to find where the caves are, where they thought Anna is killed, is to use Otis. At the same time, Pete has been kicked out by Kayla, and he looks like he's going to move in with his dad. You get Danvers and Navarro talking about her stepdaughter, how you know she doesn't understand why she's protesting, and Navarro says, like, they're poisoning the town. This mining company is a, the big bad. The mine where they're going to search for Anna, where they killed Anna, uh, has been blocked by the mine. It's been, like, demolished. Navarro is just out for blood. So she, as a job as a state trooper, she has to go and sort the protesters out. And one of the protesters is Danvers' stepdaughter, Leah. Leah throws a rock at Danvers. Danvers goes, uh, Navarro. And Navarro... What are you doing, kid? And then one of the other state troopers starts beating uh, Leah up. Leah's girlfriend runs away. So Leah's just all there by herself. Navarro's the only one to try and help her out. She ends up uh, hitting another state trooper. So Leah get, uh, Leah's in jail. Um, Danvers says to Navarro, don't get her out. Just let her in there. So, you know, you get to the, you get to the point at this stage... Danvers is working on this case. She knows there's a link between the mine and uh, Anna. Pete has come up with the the, the theory uh, through the financials that the mine is paying for Salal's research. So therefore, they're getting dodgy environmental reports to support the mine. So Danvers has this now. Colony calls her in for a meeting with the mine company. So she goes there with this information. She's ready to just lay it all on the table. But the mine f- fights back because they've got cameras of where Navarro and Danvers go to the mine to search for um, where Anna was killed. So they know something about Danvers. Danvers is saying, you're, you're dodgy as he asked for the mine representative uh, to leave. And then he calls Danvers on the fact that she was involved with a murder-suicide. That wasn't a murder-suicide. It was just a pure murder-murder. And Navarro and Danvers was right in it. So she's, he's 
spooked uh, Danvers. And so she's going to give up the case. Navarro is saying that you're weak. She lets Leah out. Danvers goes over to to try and talk Leah around coming back home. Pete has been kicked out by Kayla, remember? It was going to go move in with Hank, but um, Danvers tells a story about Hank that Pete doesn't like. Pete confronts Hank, and then P- Pete ends up moving to um, Danvers's shack out the back. At this stage, Danvers is really angry and she's convinced to still look into this case so she goes and gets Otis out of the treatment center gets him high and is ready to go and search for where Anna was killed but Hank comes over says to Danvers that he's taking in Colin he wants it Danvers says no Otis tries to make a run for it and Hank kills Otis. He's about to do some, yeah, probably kill Danvers. When Pete walks in, he's seeing someone on the floor here, dead Otis. Uh, Pete and Hank have words. Hank's, Hank says to Pete, you know, um, families, you know, blood is thicker than water, and then goes to shoot uh, Danvers and Pete kills Hank. Navarro is called and Navarro says to Danvers, you cannot call this in. Colony wants this. It's going to bury Pete and us. So they decide to get rid of the bodies and Pete's in charge of that. He's going to take it out to uh, the, the ice and get rid of them, clean up the thing. And then while that's happening, Danvers and Navarro are going to the caves to find where they killed Anna. But before Hank died, he admitted that he moved Anna's body, but he said he did not have anything to do with Anna's death. So let's, let's, the theory is like the mind's involved in this. Now, there's got to be a twist. If either Clark accidentally killed Anna when Anna find out that Clark was doing the dodgy with the mine or vice versa the mine has killed and then Clark loses his mind over it there's still got to be a, a time with a mystical that that rock that you the, with a symbol um, one of the people early in the episode goes to Navarro and says you know this rock signifies that this is night country stay away from it so that's where Danvers and Navarro are going. So that's where we go next week on Night Country. So, yeah, it's probably one of the best episodes of TV that I've seen in a while. It's uh, absolutely gripping that you, you get to that, that scene. And, uh, yeah, amazing. So for those who are just joining us, we're going to talk about Kirby Enthusiasm now. Now, episode two, The Lawn Jockey. So we, we pick up this week where... Larry has been arrested for giving water, which is against uh, election rules in Georgia. Larry's meeting with a guy in the jail. He's telling him stories, and he says, "Yeah, you know, you're probably lactose intolerant. You know, if you had to give up nuts, you know, the almonds that he had to give up because of the drought, you should live up. You know, I think you're going to have to give up uh, lactose." So Larry gets um, bailed out by his lawyer. His lawyer looks like 
a lot like Latte Larry. Uh, he's um, uh, he's a mortal enemy from the Latte Larry episodes. And so he's sort of, oh, I don't really want this guy to be a lawyer. He moves in with uh, Jeff and Susie. They're renting an Airbnb, but there's a, a, a lawn jockey with um, of African-American descent. And, uh, you know, Leon's not happy that this. Larry's not happy. You know, Jeff's not happy. But Susie says, leave the lawn jockey there. At this stage, um, Larry's sort of like a celebrity now. He's on Morning Joe. He's seeing all this great stuff because of uh, him helping out with the Georgia um, uh, lady getting water. So Larry decides him, Leon, and Jeff are going to go shopping for Susie's birthday, which is the next day. And they decided they're going to move the lawn jockey. Well, when they move the lawn jockey, they break the lawn jockey. They break him in half. So then they have to get another lawn jockey. Larry goes to a store and asks for a black lawn jockey from an African-American man. And the guy gives him his weirdest look. Larry goes, it's not my idea. It's, you know, Susie wants us to get at this. And at this stage, they're also searching for Susie's present. And they go to this store and Larry has to go to the toilet and Larry does this thing where he washes his hands and then he like sprinkles like um, soap in the air to, to make the toilet smell nice after he's gone to the toilet. And so Larry doesn't want to buy anything from the store. He just wanted to go to the toilet. And then this guy forces Larry to buy something. And then he convinces Jeff to buy this purse as a backup present for Susie. And then uh, they're still searching for a lawn jockey and then they find a white lawn jockey and then they come up with a great idea to use the dye from Jeff's uh, hair from the first episode and basically blackface with the, the lawn jockey. Uh, Susie realises that they bought two gifts and it, she thinks that, you know, Jeff's cheating on her again and Larry goes to Leon's mum's house and to meet the lawyer, he sacks the lawyer because he just can't stand. He, like he, he says, this guy's my mortal enemy. He looks, he's a doppelganger for my mortal enemy. I can't use him. Uh, they go home and it's really hot. And uh, Jeff is sweating and his dye starting to run. And then the dye from the lawn jockey is starting to run as well. <laughs> So this this lawn jockey that was in the back of the car, they got in trouble for because, you know, they had a lawn jockey that, you know, basically melted and it looked like Rudolph Giuliani. And so they got a connection through the, the, the guy that was lactose intolerant and Larry has his lawn jockey in the back. He goes to see Leon's mum. Someone opens the door and goes... Larry's a racist. So they're all out to get Larry after the fact that he was a sort of a hero for the Georgia thing. So Larry wants to plead guilty so he can get out of Georgia. But uh, Leon's mum says, you know, you are a civil rights activist now. You have to plead not guilty. You have to fight the good fight. So he pleads not guilty and that's the end of the episode. It was one of the better uh, episodes I've seen for a while. It was so funny. The lawn jockey... I can highly recommend. Let's keep with this Kirby and his and He's going out with a bang with this, and uh, I love it. It's strange that um, two amazing episodes were actually um, released this weekend with Super Bowl, so not pe- many people will watch 
would have watched the HBO um, instead of the Super Bowl, but people will catch up with them during the week. So, but especially the True Detective one, it was an absolute banger of an episode, and um, you know, so many things happen, and for that to be on Super Bowl weekend, just strange programming, I guess. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about today on today's show. We interrupt this regular program. It is Masters of the Air. So we've really been enjoying uh, that. We left off with the guys in Africa after running the um, ball bearing factory down. They go back to England and they... Cleveland still wants to stay. um, But... The great Callum Turner, he just he goes to London, meets up with a girl, and then finds out Cleveland has um, went missing. So he's gonna he's going to do a mission. It was a really strange episode this week. I don't know if they're running they ran a budget or something, but they didn't show the mission where Cleveland went missing. Cleveland missing um, the great Austin Butler. So it was really strange. Uh, a lot of the episode was about um, the baby face. Um, kid that um, uh, got shot down they are trying to um, escape through France so they started in Belgium they went through going through France and get back to England so they're trying to escape through the underground and then there was sort of like three people that were saying that they're American and it turned out one of them was a German trying to infiltrate this underground and the defiant sort of guys and so mainly that was the episode. It was um, a really strange episode. There was a little bit about the planning of the mission, um, but there was nothing about how Cleveland's plane went missing. So they're down to only a few planes of this regiment that we've been following. So um, it'd be, be strange to see what happens next week. So, yeah, and the episode was a lot shorter than the other ones as well. It was only 40 minutes as well. So, yeah. I don't know if it was budget um, related, but yeah, it was just a really strange episode. We didn't get many fighter pilot uh, bits that we've had, you know, for the first couple of weeks. It was just brilliant fighter pilot stuff. So yeah, very strange, but that is Masters of Air and that is our show. What a great uh, week we have on the channel. We have What's Next. It is our year anniversary. So we'll um, do reviews. We've got the dry force of nature and we're also reviewing June as a part of the lead up for June part two, which comes out at the end of the month. We're also going to do a special edition of movie news. We're going to answer your feedback. So get your feedback in, ask as many questions you want, theories about movies, about Hannah, why she hangs out with, you know, Pete. Strange, but, uh, you know, it should be a good week. And then we do the AFI, and we're up to movie number 89, which is The Sixth Sense. So that should be good as well. Huge week for Peter and Hannah. We're flying to Melbourne to see Taylor Swift, so we'll have plenty of stories next week on the channel. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe. And until later in the week when we catch up for What's Next, the show where we help you figure out what to watch next, it's bye for now.